following program was paid for by Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. The views and opinions expressed on Answers Live are not necessarily those of the staff and management of the station. Management has not investigated the claims made during this program. The views and medical recommendations of guests on Answers Live are not necessarily those of Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. As always, consult your health professional regarding any medical decisions. Welcome to Answers Live, your community medical connection, making a partnership of good health. The studio lines are open for your calls and questions. Call 973-267-9687. Now, here's your host, Tom Wood. Good morning and welcome to Answers Live, your community medical connection, creating a partnership of good health. I'm your host, Tom Wood from Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialist, ANS. ANS is the largest subspecialized neurosurgical group in the state of New Jersey. And I'll give you some numbers, so get your pens and paper ready. Uh, the address for us is 310 Madison Avenue in Morristown, New Jersey. The number to reach us at Atlantic Neurosurgical is 973-285-7800. And our website is ansdocs.com. Again, that's ansdocs.com. And again, as you know, the show website is AnswersLiveNJ.com. Again, as I do every week, I want to thank everyone for visiting the website and sending me your comments. Um, I do read all your comments and listen and try to get those shows on for you. Um, I want to let you all know some news with the um, Atlantic Neurosurgical. We did open a spine center, so now you can actually uh, call us for the first onset of your back pain and be seen by our uh, in-network physician to evaluate your spine to see what we can do. And again, surgery is always the last option with Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists, so we can refer you to our partners for uh, pain management or uh, chiropractic and those types of um, treatments. Uh, this morning, I'm very excited to bring to you my special guest, who is a new physician with Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialist. His name is Dr. Yaron Moschel. Um, he's bringing unbelievable special uh, uh, expertise to the group um, relating to brain tumors. Good morning, Dr. Moschel. Good morning, Tom. Thank you so much for coming. Um, Dr. Moshe, like I said, is a specialist in brain tumors. So today's um, show is going to be really in a couple parts because brain tumors is a very um, specific topic. Uh, it's, it's a very scary topic. So we're going to have um, kind of a series with this with Dr. Moshell, and today we're going to really start with a basic about brain tumors. But before we start, I want to welcome him to the group again and I'll welcome you to the area because you just moved here from Philadelphia, him and his wife. Um, and um, I guess start by just telling us a little bit about you and your background, if you can. Well, I grew up here in uh, close to here in New York City. Um, I, went, I did all my training at NYU. And after my training and fellowship at NYU, I moved to Philadelphia, where I was an assistant professor at Thomas Jefferson University. Um, in the neurological surgery department there, I was in the division of brain, brain tumor surgery, where we performed um, essentially all the complex uh, brain tumors, including skull-based surgery, uh, acoustic neuromas, and we're very um, innovative in developing some of the minimally invasive techniques to treat these tumors. Right. And you also do a lot of different types of surgery, spine and, and also not just brain tumors, but your specialty That's is right. brain tumors. Um, also, before you came, of course, I read up on you, and, and you're, you're somewhat of a miracle worker as far as brain tumors because you a lot of these inoperable brain tumors, and we'll talk about it, you actually um, kind of your specialty is doing that type of surgery, those surgeries that some other surgeons might not actually do, you actually will try to perform. Well, it, the term inoperable is in a little bit in the eye of the beholder. Okay. Um, there are some advanced techniques that can help these patients. I think uh, simply saying something's inoperable and 
brushing it aside is not necessarily fair and in right. the best interest of the patient. Okay. Um, well, that's great. Welcome so much to the show. Um, we're going to be speaking with Dr. Moschel's wife next week. Um, she's also a physician, and uh, we'll be having her on the show. So that's exciting that we have two brand-new physicians to the area, both specialists. Um, so let's start this show by really going over the basics. Um, you hear a lot about tumors, but you hear benign, you hear malignant. So let's stick onto the brain tumor category. What is the difference between a malignant and a benign brain tumor? Well, all, all tumors in general represent an uncontrolled growth of cells. Um, and can, cells, these cells can originate from a variety of different tissues. In general, in the brain, most malignant tumors, interestingly, don't grow out of brain cells, but they grow out of the supporting cells that surround the neurons in the brain. These cells tend to replicate, and a malignant brain tumor generally reflects one of these tumors growing in an uncontrolled way, um, but it's not just their growth, but it's also their invasiveness. They tend to spread out throughout the brain, whereas a benign brain tumor tends to be a, uh, tends to be a tumor that grows more slowly. Uh, it tends to grow from structures such as the coverings of the brain or from the coverings of nerve sheaths, and these tumors are generally considered meningiomas or schwannomas, which are the structures from which they grow from. And they tend to not invade the brain, but instead they cause problems mostly by pressure. It's something that as it grows, f again fairly slowly, it tends to press on a structure and depending on where in the brain we're talking about, people will develop symptoms from that location. Okay. Um, as, you're, as you're speaking about things growing and swelling, I guess in the brain, <clears throat> excuse me, difference with other parts of the body is the skull of course doesn't expand. <clears throat> excuse me. So you have less room, so to speak, for something to actually grow. So I guess you would maybe have symptoms a little bit sooner. I mean, you hear people down in their abdomen, they have these grapefruit-sized tumors, and they never knew it. I guess that's something in the head which kind of brings things more to a serious note. Well, it, it's in your brain and in your head, so it is very serious. But what's interesting is your brain's actually very plastic, and human brains are, are very adaptable. So a benign tumor that's been growing very slowly over many years can actually reach a fairly large size sometimes with patients not even knowing it. Mo on the other hand, most malignant tumors tend to grow more quickly, and people generally develop symptoms more early on. Okay. Um, with that, with that um, answer, what are some symptoms that um, people with brain tumors, I mean, it's so scary, and, and so many people suffer of headaches all the time, and, you know, you hear people joking around, oh, you have a brain tumor, but is there actually some clear-cut types of symptoms that people should maybe really listen to and get checked out for, because I do, you know, working in at, at neurosurgical with, with the, uh, everyone, I see all the brain tumor patients, but most people don't see the tumors like I do. Um, but what are those symptoms that people should be concerned with? Well, m most of the symptoms of, the, of a brain tumor can be broken down into general symptoms related to having a mass inside your head. So like you said earlier, the skull doesn't expand. So if you have something that's growing in your head, the pressure inside the head tends to increase. And that will lead to general symptoms such as headaches, nausea, and vomiting. Now, the headaches can range. Some people with very large tumors have minimal headaches. Other people with smaller tumors have severe headaches. In general, if the headaches wake you up at night, um, or if, you, if, if it leads to some type of nausea or vomiting, that's concerning um, and should prompt an MRI scan of the brain. Okay. The, the other more specific symptoms really relate in, on location in the brain. So, well, just like the expression in, in uh, real estate, it's location, 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 uh, same thing in the brain. So 
If you have a small tumor in the hand area of the brain, then you're going to have weakness in your hand. Um, similarly, if you have a tumor that's in the speech areas of the brain, then you'll develop symptoms with uh, stumbling with your speech. So that that's very much very much depends on the location, and I would equate that or or bring in the analogy of a stroke. If you're having symptoms that are consistent with what you would expect a stroke to be, just coming on much more slowly, not as acutely as a stroke would. Um, those are all signs of brain tumors and should prompt an investigation. Okay, so generally it's a, it's a, a slow type of um, uh, symptom that might occur slowly, like a, a weakening of the hand and it progressively is getting worse. Right. Um, vision problems, maybe one day it's blurry, next day it's not, but then consistently getting a little bit more. So it's that progression of a symptom exactly, that we right. should be looking at. Um, another uh, broad questions. These are, like I said, very broad questions. And over the next uh, several weeks, we'll get really into different um, specifics of this. But um, with cell phones, and, and like I said, I listen to a lot of things with the earpieces and people say, oh, that causes brain tumor. This can cause a brain tumor. Is there any specific things that you could answer that we can say what causes a brain tumor, if at all any? There really aren't any good answers uh, regarding that. There are some self. The issue with cell phones was has been in the press in the last several years. Um, generally, there was one study that showed some association, but every subsequent study after that has disproved it. Um, most neurosurgeons, most of my colleagues, use cell phones all the time, uh, and and as of now, there there really is no evidence to suggest that cell phones can cause brain tumors. In general, as far as what can cause a brain tumor. There are a lot of anecdotal studies. Um, there are some people who have genetic predispositions, so some rare genetic syndromes that they're more susceptible to brain tumors. But by and large, in the general population, there is no single known identifiable cause. If you look into, uh, for example, people who grew up near Chernobyl um, and were exposed to radioactivity, they certainly had higher rates of brain tumors, but they also had higher rates of other cancers. Other types, right. So there really isn't any one specific thing that we can attribute it to. To specifically to brain tumors. Um, how do you diagnose a brain tumor? Once, say, someone has symptom um, and they go into the office and, and after you see them, you, you have an idea, maybe this does sound like it possibly. Um, how, do, how is a brain tumor diagnosed? So the clinical diagnosis is, is somewhat complicated. You have to take the entire patient picture um, into account. But I think the most important step in getting the diagnosis is today is getting a good MRI scan. Um, if you get a good MRI scan of the brain, you will often pick it up. Um, it's the, the hard part is how do you translate the patient's complaints into actually raising the suspicion of something going on in the brain and then ultimately getting the MRI. Now, there is a movement out there today where, they, where they're trying to introduce screening MRI scans where uh, sometimes they'll do it for free. There'll be a, a mobile MRI scan in a truck that drives around different neighborhoods um, trying to get uh, free MRI scans. You can do a, a fairly quick MRI scan um, in a cost-effective way and really screen lots of people. Uh, the theory behind that is you can catch a lot of these tumors early on before they become particularly aggressive or malignant. And in those cases, if you remove them and treat those aggressively, you'll actually have saved people from progressing to real aggressive tumors. Okay. So like with any tumor or cancer that we always hear, it's always better to catch these early. Right. And with brain tumors, they're, they're trying to introduce screening. They're not there yet, um, analogous to mammograms. Um, right. 
But really today, it's listening. your doctor listening to you and putting your complaints together and getting an MRI scan. Okay, so that seems MRI um, nowadays is probably the top test for most things for diagnoses. Um, I, I know um, the, the answer to this, but most people don't. But um, I know there's types of brain tumors. What types of brain tumors are there? So the, the broad category of brain tumors uh, go down to their benign brain tumors, which generally grow off the coverings of the brain, so meningiomas, which comes from the Latin word for coverings, grows off the covering of the brain, which is the inner lining of the skull where the brain sits, that the brain sits in. Um, other, co other covering type structures are schwannomas. Um, schwann cells are cells that form the covering of, coverings of peripheral nerves. So you can get schwannomas in the brain, like a, uh, examples of those are acoustic neuromas or trigeminal schwannomas. Those are the more benign brain tumors. The malignant brain tumors generally are broken down into primary brain tumors, which are tumors that start out from cells that grow inside the brain. Um, and those are generally called astrocytomas or glioblastomas. Uh, astrocytes being that's those supporting cells that I discussed earlier. And then the other type is metastatic or metastatic tumors. Now, that's probably the, one of the higher, highest incidence of brain tumors. It's common, right? Tumors that have spread from elsewhere in the body to the brain. And certain tumors, such as lung cancer and breast cancer, tend to spread to the brain more early than other tumors, such as prostate cancer, let's say. Okay. So that gives us an idea. So I guess for, for, for me to understand is when you name a tumor, it's kind of what cell it originates from, like a gliocell or an astrocyte, something like that. Um, that's very helpful information. With uh, treatments, I know there, treatments are now um, evolving. I know um, that's why we're so excited to have you. There's so many new treatments out and new surgeries and, and different types. And we're going to get into that as, as the weeks go by on different shows. But for a basic, what are the basic treatments for brain tumors today? Well, the basic treatments in general involve sometimes one of these things alone or a combination, um, surgery, um, radiation, and chemotherapy. Sometimes for a benign tumor, surgery alone is, is enough and, and, and oftentimes all you need. Uh, for a malignant tumor, you'll sometimes need all three, chemotherapy, um, surgery, and uh, radiation. And sometimes we can do radiosurgery, which we'll talk about. But it's, I would imagine, think about that as a virtual surgery where we use radiation beams that can be focused Kind of like focusing light through a magnifying glass. You can focus it into one spot in the brain and sort of zap, zap a tumor um, with high energy to destroy the cell contents. Okay. Um, I definitely want to get more into that um, when we get back from our break. I'm going to give our call-in number again. It's 973-267-9687 if you have a question for Dr. Moschel. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. I'm Tom Wood of Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. Suffering from neck or back pain can truly disrupt your life. Every day I hear of the stories of people whose lives have been devastated by nerve pain, but who are afraid to see a neurosurgeon. They're scared of surgery. But at Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists, we make getting back to the life you want possible using a variety of minimally invasive treatments. Our group of specialists are among the best trained doctors in the state, the leaders in stroke and minimally invasive spine and brain tumor procedures, and we view surgery as the last option. Don't be afraid to end your pain. 
trust Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. We have eight offices throughout New Jersey and are affiliated with most healthcare systems. Call 973-285-7800 or visit us at ansdocs.com. That's ansdocs.com. Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialist. We've truly got your back. WMTR. Welcome back to Answers Live. I'm your host, Tom Wood. I'm here with Dr. Yaron Moshel, our newest uh, physician at Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialist. He's joining us uh, from Thomas Jefferson um, Medical in Philadelphia, and he's bringing to us some um, amazing expertise to the group um, that we've had, but he's basically advancing it even more than we had to truly bring Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialist to the the, the point that we are really the place to come for the brain tumor surgery. Um, there's really no more need to, to venture out um, out of the city. We have these expertise right here, um, basically in your own backyard. And we're talking about brain tumors today. Um, and we really are going through it systematically and slowly because we're going to do a series of shows on this because it's a very intense topic. And it also has some um, really strong uh, information that I want to bring to you um, uh, over a series of, of weeks. We left off discussing brain tumor treatment, and as he said, it's surgery and radiation and chemotherapy. And we're going to break that down a little bit today um, for you. Um, before we left, Dr. Moschelle, you said uh, radiosurgery. Uh, could we get a little bit more of uh, what that actually is and, and the names we hear? We hear cyber knife, we hear gamma knife, or I should say I hear that because I'm in this. Um, but for the people listening, what, ty- what is that? What is radiosurgery exactly? So what's important is the concept. The concept is that it, it involves a concept of what's called stereotaxis. And I would, the best analogy to stereotaxis is the G- GPS systems that we all use uh, with our cars. Uh, imagine if you can actually take the three-dimensional space that someone's head is located in, correlate that with an MRI scan, and be able to really pinpoint structures within the head using that MRI. You can target things, and we use this concept with open surgery, um, but you can target things within the brain very accurately um, using X-ray beams. Now, instead of shining the X-ray beam as a simple beam through the head, if you spread out that X-ray beam around the entire head such that the places where the X-ray beams enter the head, uh, the effective dose there is very little, but all those beams would then cross and meet at one central point um, that then you have achieved what's called stereotactic radiosurgery, where, again, it's like focusing light with a magnifying glass. You're concentrating those beams into one spot. The nice thing about it is it's really accurate, and the X-ray beams just get onto that one spot and really do nothing to the surrounding brain if done properly. The different names that you mentioned earlier, I, I think that's the same thing as saying I have a TV and you tell me it's Sony or Hitachi or Panasonic. Right. They're just different ways of doing the of same doing thing. It. Okay. Um, that kind of cleared it up. Like I said, we'll do, we're going to do a more focused show on that. We actually have two callers. We're going to take our first call uh, from Barbara in Florham Park. Uh, good morning, Barbara. You're on the line with Tom from Answers Live and Dr. Moschel. Good morning. Uh, yes, this is uh, Barbara. I, you guys, it's a great show, and I, have a, I need your opinion on something. I've been researching A&S. And it seems that ANS is very advanced in most surgeries and treatments. 
Do you think if a patient, God forbid, has um, a brain tumor, that they have to go to New York City uh, for treatment? Um, or this, it does seem like your group can do it all here in New Jersey. I, I need advice, um, and I you know, hope you guys can answer that for me. Dr. Michelle, I'll give that to you. Um, well, I think for today with ANS, for most brain tumors, in fact, all brain tumors, we treat them just as well, um, if not better, than most academic centers. Um, my background is from the, an ac I'm an academician from an academic center, um, oh. and so are our, my colleagues. And at ANS um, and at our hospitals, we basically provide the same multidisciplinary care that you would get at an academic center. In fact, I would say it's better because you're sort of isolated from residents and, tra and the training programs and the big oh. hospital bureaucracy. I think you, over here you get the same quality care, those physicians directly focused on you, as opposed to having to go far and enter the whole bureaucratic world of a major academic medical center. That makes a lot of wow. sense. Wow, thank you very much. That, that did uh, put me at ease and answered my question. Great show, a great topic again, guys. Thank you. I'm an avid listener every week. Thank you, Barbara. I appreciate that. All right. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, we have another caller. We have... Oh, hold on. Sorry about that. Barbara? Hello? I'm sorry, guys. Hello? I'm, I'm always new with this, uh, with this thing here. There we go. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry about that. Um, we lost Barbara there. I'm not good with this uh, board lately. I'm sorry, everyone out there. Um, uh, Marlene, if you're out there, give us a call back. Um, that was actually a very good question, um, and I'm glad um, uh, she brought that up. So, there really is no need any longer to bring uh, to go to New York City for this type of tumor. Well, so, I think right? I think if you know, I look at it from the patient's perspective. If you're the patient, you you truly do want the best. Um, if it's your brain tumor, or your family member's brain tumor, and they, you really need to look at the individual physicians, look at where they're from, look at their background, um, and look at their experience. Um, I think in the world of brain tumors, you need to stay at the cutting edge. You you want to get enrolled in clinical trials, and you really want a team of physicians who are going to work together, and not just do the surgery, get the surgery right. Oh, that's hard enough as it is, but really help you all along the entire process. Whether it's you need radiation afterwards, if you need more surgery later on, if you need chemotherapy, you need to have people who are experienced in all these aspects of things. Doing the the first step is easy. You need someone who's going to be with you the whole way through. Um, and I think we offer that at an exceptional level at ANS. Right, and I think that's important to have to have someone like a partner with you the whole way through because it is a scary journey to take. Um, there's a lot of intense motions and and treatments, and it, I think uh, watching us. And we also have the partnership of Hope for those of you who know ANS, which is really the largest um, support group for brain tumors. We have it every fourth Thursday of the month, um, and we bring that to our patients. And it's any patient; it's not just an ANS patient. Um, we truly try to close the loop and become partners with anyone suffering with brain tumors, and that's benign or malignant. And the support group has grown from really uh, when we started at uh, eight to uh, the last one. We average around 64 people, and that's for friends and family, and that's uh, something that we do. Um, I just wanted to bring that up so everyone knows that we have that uh, available. We were talking about radio surgery, and like I said, I do want to do a specific show on that in the, in the future weeks. Um, but I know another type of treatment you mentioned was surgery. Um, so what type of surgery? I think it would be called a craniotomy, and let's, let's talk a little bit about that. 
Well, so craniotomy refers to opening up the skull to get access to the brain. Um, the I'll tell you one thing is that cra we don't necessarily need to do craniotomies all the time anymore for some tumors. Some tumors we can address endoscopically, so using a set of cameras we can work through you know, the nostrils of the nose um, and get to some tumors at the base of the skull that way in a much less invasive way than opening up the head. Right, And that's a specialty you bring to us also is through the nose you're doing these yes. surgeries? Um, and, and, and that really, yeah, you have to get evaluated and see if you're your particular tumor is suitable for this type of resection. Um, as far as craniotomies in general, it's it's changed a lot. I mean, I think the today we have computer guided navigation. Uh, we, you know, my philosophy with craniotomies in general is less is more. Uh, if you can't see it, you can't hurt it. Type of philosophy. Okay. So the days where you make a large opening in the head um, just to see everything and um, and understand where you are, are I think those days are over. I think. Craniotomies today really need to be tailored so that the opening in the brain in the skull is is fairly small and, and just enough to get the tumor out exactly. And to do that, there's a lot of technology that goes behind that. But I think with that, it makes a difference. That minimally invasive approach means people are getting out of the hospital sooner. Means that there's less surrounding dam damage to any surrounding brain structures, um, and people have much less pain and recover faster. I think. Today, on average, for most craniotomies, people are able to leave the hospital two to three days after surgery. The morning after surgery, most people are able to get up and walk around in the wards and start therapy. Wow, that's amazing how technology has um, advanced. And uh, I do want to let everyone know, like I said, um, ANS is on the forefront of this treatment, and Dr. Moschel does bring that to ANS, is doing these unique surgeries through through the nose. Um, it is a remarkable um, I have a cousin that had a brain tumor that had that type of surgery and is doing well. Um, and, and the surgery, I could imagine if this was years and years ago, what the surgery would have been back then. So that's a, a great thing that we're bringing to everyone and, um, and the new advancements. Um, is a, a malignant brain tumor, is it really totally resectable or removable? Um, and, and let's talk about that. Well, I, th I think in, when you take examples from the rest of oncology in the body, it's very clear that the more of a tumor you can remove, the better for the patient. So for example, with breast cancer, the more of that tumor we can remove and get out, we, we always strive to get it all out. In fact, in the breast, we try to take it out with margins. Um, when it came to brain surgery, it for a long time, people, people were just very scared. Um, we don't want to cause harm. Um, we don't want to damage the surrounding brain. So uh, there's a lot of fear involved there. So in general, people tend to not to try to completely remove some of these tumors. Um, where, where I trained, um, you know, the philosophy there before it was necessarily proven to be helpful was, you know, it's, it, surgery is more of an art form. You want to take out the entire tumor because um, you, you want to learn the techniques of how to do it. Uh, there are microsurgical techniques that enable that. Um, and you try to remove these malignant tumors completely. At one point, we didn't know if it was necessarily um, helpful for the patient. In more recent years, it's, it's, the data is coming out where it's becoming more and more clear that if you completely remove the tumor, you've, you're actually doing uh, good for the patient in terms of long-term outcomes and survival. So for a while, we all, all neurosurgeons tried to remove as much of the tumor as possible, but there really was no proof that it was helpful. Uh, we thought philosophically it's, it's better. But I think today it's very clear that the more you remove, the better. 
And I think with malignant brain tumors, you, you can achieve that type of removal in almost any location in the brain. Okay. Um, that's, like I said, I'm, I'm listening to you talk and I'm just in awe of, of, of the advancements we have with brain tumors being such a scary topic. And, and, and I think because I work for Atlantic, I, I definitely hear the uh, brain tumors are, are prevalent, but I do more and more here of people that have brain tumors. So this information is very, very important. Um, that's why I want to bring you back um, in the next couple of weeks and really delve more into this. Um, we're, we're running out of time today. I do want to thank you for coming. And again, welcome to Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialist. Um, th- we're thankful to have uh, someone with your expertise in the area. Again, that was Dr. Yaron Moschel. And to uh, reach him, the number is 973 973- Two eight five seven eight zero zero. Sorry for that little mishap with the radio today. I'll have to learn that board a little bit better for next week. Um, again, thank you so much. I'm Tom Wood from Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialist. Thank you and have a wonderful day. Join us again next week for Answers Live, your community medical connection, making a partnership of good health. The preceding program was paid for by Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. The views and opinions expressed on Answers Live are not necessarily those of the staff and management of the station. Management has not investigated the claims made during this program. The views and medical recommendations of guests on Answers Live are not necessarily those of Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. As always, consult your health professional regarding any medical decision.